Welcome to the Movies with Chill podcast. I am your host, Chill. It is our second episode, and today we're going to be reviewing Bill Paxton's debut film, Frailty, a 2001 psychological gothic horror starring Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, Powers Booth, Matt O'Leary, and Jeremy Sumter. Frailty is about Wesley Doyle, an FBI agent, when he is visited by a man named Fenton Meeks, who claims his brother Adam is the God's Hand serial killer. Before committing suicide, Adam calls Fenton and asks him to fulfill his promise of burying him in the Rose Garden. Fenton recalls his childhood to Wesley in an attempt to explain his brother's actions. Those not familiar with our podcast, we have a non-spoiler discussion. That way everybody can take part that has not seen the movie. And based on the non-spoiler section, you can judge for yourself if you'd like to go and see the movie. After which, we welcome you to take part in our spoilers discussion where we do a long form on the film. I am pleased to be joined <laughs> by Lee and David. And in an effort to try to get to know each other better, I have an icebreaker question for you before we have our, our conversation. Today's question is, is it a spoiler to tell someone that there's a twist in a movie? You want to go first, Dave? Sure, I'll go first. Go first. Um, I absolutely believe that it is a spoiler to tell someone that there's a twist, unless it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, because you know there's It's a given. Be, right. But other than that, I hate it when like my mother will say, have you seen this movie? Oh, the twist at the end. And I'm like, come on. Right? Now I'm expecting exactly. it. Exactly. It's, a, it's a, the classic Sheldon. Right. No, no spoilers. Now I'm expecting the twist. And yeah, absolutely. It's, and you're ruining it. I'm, I'm just going to guess the, the twist the entire time. So we both agree. Exactly. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Yeah, 100%. A spoiler. There may or may not be a twist in this movie. I don't know. Not sure. Don't know. Don't okay. know. Not going to spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it I me. won't so I said that Frailty came out in 2001 now it initially came out in a film festival but it's initial release in theaters was April 12th in 2002 it was made for 11 million dollars and only made 17 million internationally and 13 million of that was from the the US now it did have some competition in its release there was a little movie called Ice Age, Panic Room, Blade 2, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring that were all going I on. I, I've heard of a couple of those. A couple of those Just a couple. Movies. Just a couple. Okay. I think they're all right. So Bill Paxton actually joked whenever he was, people asked him what the title of the movie meant. And he said that frailty was based on the budget that he was given for the movie. <laughs> and how little it was. <laughs> this is going to be pretty weak. <laughs> For sure. Now, the pace of it was, in my opinion, very fast. It came in at a whopping 99 minutes, and as soon as we hit go, it is just boom, all the way. I agree with you. Yep. The movie was loosely based on Joseph Killanger, who murdered three people and tortured four families. And he committed all of these crimes with his 13-year-old son, Michael, between 1974 and 1975 in New Jersey. Killinger pleaded insanity, claiming that God had told him to kill these people. That's pretty convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we'd really like to get a hold of somebody, you know, we could actually talk to. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> As far as casting goes, what what do you guys think about the casting in this movie? I thought the the kids in the movie did really well. 
I thought that they pulled it off. I'm not the biggest Matthew McConaughey fan. I think that he's a little on the uh, cheesy side. Yeah. But Bill Paxton I love. Right. I, I just feel like you can put Bill Paxton in any movie and he's Bill Paxton. Like, yep. he's the same person as he was in Twister. This one just has to deal with murder. Yeah. And the other one, Tornadoes. Yeah, there's only two films with Bill Paxton that he's not himself. And one of those is Aliens. And the other one is Weird Science. Well, I, I just watched <laughs> The Circle as well. And he's not Bill Paxton in that either. But he has wow. MS, to be fair. Well, so, yeah. yeah. So what about True Lies? I don't know if he's Bill Paxton in True Lies. He's definitely that car salesman. He was Hicks in he, True Lies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely Hicks from True Lies. With a, with a little bit of Chet. Right, uh, right, you know when he pisses his, himself. His best role, is right. Chet, Chet Absolutely. definitely. <laughs> that it it really solidified his career, yeah. Chet, in my opinion. Uh, but you're not going to find a, fe- a finer example of acting than but Chet that, up Donnelly. Right. <laughs> but that conversation's for another time. Yes, it is. That's true. I digress. Jeremy Sumter, the the younger child actor, the one that played Adam, auditioned for Fenton. They enjoyed his performance so much that they actually just cast him for Adam. I didn't really find anything about Matthew O'Leary. He started off on like a couple Disney Channel original movies at the time. Uh, one that I particularly enjoy was uh, Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Yeah. So. <laughs> Is that one of your top movies? Uh, um, that's, again, for another another conversation. Yes. <laughs> so Powers Booth plays the FBI detective that takes place in, in present day. Uh, how do you think he did? Isn't he an FBI agent in every FBI movie? Agent. No. In no, every movie? Absolutely in? not. <laughs> no. Law don't go around here, law dog. If you don't recall. So, Lee, what do you think about his performance? Uh, it's Powers Booth. You're going to get an over-the-top performance in everything of that he course. does. I, I don't think he has a subtle side to him no. at all, which I, I love. Yeah. I love it. He was good. Paxson was good. McConaughey was McConaughey. Yeah. Well, I And not... In my review, you'll hear my critiques on their acting. The cast would would have been enough to make me go see the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's for sure. But you went and saw Lord of the Rings instead, right? I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Blade 2. Right. (laughs) So, uh, speaking of which, have you guys seen this movie before we decided to do a review? Yeah, I've seen it multiple times. Actually, I think I saw it in the movie theater. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. I had never even heard of this movie before it was suggested, and yeah. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to it. I, I do <laughs> want to say something about the the, the poster and the, the DVD case. Yeah. Like, when you look it up, it does, it does not reflect the movie, I don't think. No, not at all. It looks like it's going to be a horror movie, and it that is just not what... It's more of a thriller than a, a horror movie. Right, for yeah. sure. So I think that might turn some people off if they're looking. This yeah. sudden, you know, this, this is not yeah, my right. cup of um, That should not turn you away. I don't think that it does no. justice. Definitely okay. not. So funny enough, you brought up Tombstone. Bill Paxton met Powers Booth on the set of Tombstone and immediately wanted him for the role of Agent Doyle. So talking about the title of the movie, Lionsgate initially wanted the movie to be called God's Hand because it's referenced a couple times in the movie. Mm-hmm. But Bill Paxton and the writer were very adamant that they wanted to keep it as frailty because as per the writer, the writer was saying that the frailty is resemblance of how the family kind of starts off in such a good place and then slowly deteriorates. 
I wouldn't even say slowly. I mean, it is just breaking yeah. quick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it is It is yeah. a snap of a finger. Like Everything's great. And then 15 minutes in, it's it, like, dad's like, yeah. Yeah. We got to talk, kids. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so I was going to try and uh, put a joke in here just to kind of lighten the mood up, just because it is a heavy subject matter movie. And, uh, a little dark. When, when it comes to serial killer jokes uh, they're okay but they really needed to be executed properly (laughs) (laughs) i heard a little bit Uh (laughs) all right guys so give it two pairs of new balances (laughs) (laughs) with brand new white crisp socks oh yes and new (laughs) shoestrings oh thank you thank you the the shoestrings really add don't 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 really be, you know, inspired by that. It's out of 10. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, before we jump into spoilers, fellas, would you recommend people see this movie? Yes, I recommend it. I would recommend it with caveats. Uh, if you're into the serial killer genre uh, and some other aspects, or if you just really like the actors, it's it's worth a watch. Uh I mean, I agree with you. It's, it's not one that I'm going to recommend. Yeah, but right. so who you? I don't think that you shouldn't watch. I think, no, I think no, it's you really, definitely sh- you shouldn't avoid it. Right. It's but if it's, it's on, an interesting give it a watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you've got 99 minutes with nothing else to do, <laughs> and a lot of people do. Right. Definitely, it's worth worth a watch. Worth a watch. Okay. Would you? Is there anyone in particular you'd recommend the movie to? Uh, the one person that watched it with me, Annie, she loves that stuff. Dark is her yeah. world. Yeah. I'm going to go with my mom. My mom's the movie buff. Your mom is the movie buff. She dude. is, yeah. I, she's I the cannot, one that got me into all this. So. I can't believe how many movies she's seen with just with her kids. Oh, like, she introduced all the me time. to Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, all oh, of them. All of them. The Burbs, the you know, Great Outdoors, all the yeah. classics and, I and watched at, with my mom. At what age would you say uh, five up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you're gonna learn some things in this podcast yeah. about some people yeah. that they did not have the same experience you and i had with movies they Absolutely. were a little more sheltered yeah right uh, i was not sheltered <laughs> yeah i actually recommend that you see it at least one time i think it's i think it's great now, jumping into spoilers, we're going to start off with a little bit of trivia just to see... See if I paid attention? See if you paid attention okay. enough. All right. <sighs> so, what year does Fenton begin his story to Agent Doyle? I don't know. I'm going to say early 90s. 92. 97. 1979. All right. Wow. I got it right. All right. What wow. are the... What are the three items used to destroy the demons? The gloves. The hammer. The, the axe. Yeah, okay. the axe. And then the, the pipe. Yep. Awesome. Start out with the pipe. Mm-hmm. And then the grab glove. them with the, the gloves. The gloves for no <laughs> fingerprints. Right. right. Well, so you don't touch them. Right. <clears throat> it's very you important. Don't, yep. uh, you don't get none of that evil juice on you. <laughs> that juju on you. You don't want none of that evil juice on you. That's for later. What is the name of the axe? Oh. I know this. I know this. I know this. It's on the handle. It is. It, it's not on the handle. It's on the blade. Oh, I can't remember. Otis. Otis. Yeah. Correct. Mm, awesome. Gimme. <laughs> How long did it take Fenton to dig the hole? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks? Oh, no. I don't think it was that. I think it was, I'm going to say 
five days. Five. Oh, close. It was six days. Dang. Six days. Six whole days. Oh, he rested on the seventh. Right, right. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> Final question. What was the name of the Rose Garden? Roseville. <laughs> no, it was the. It's the name of the town, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Okay, it is the Thurman Rose Garden. Thurman Rose Garden. So, out of five questions, you guys got three. All right, barely passing. That's, barely passing. Yeah, I accept. <laughs> I'll take it. It's like film theory class all over again. Right. right. That's wrong. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Your whole premise is wrong. So, out of my class. Upon arriving at the FBI headquarters, Agent Wesley Doyle, played by Powers Booth, meets Fenton Meeks, Matthew McConaughey, in his office when Agent Doyle goes to shake Fenton's hand. Fenton holds up a picture of Doyle's mother asking about her. Fenton tells Doyle that his brother, Adam, is the God's hand killer, and before committing suicide, asked Fenton to keep his promise of burying him in the Rose Garden. Fenton then begins to tell Agent Doyle, the story of their childhood, starting in small town Thurman, Texas, in the summer of 1979. So what did you guys think about the introduction? I had questions. Questions? That all got answered at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, it starts out, you know, the dark night, and of course, every movie of the streets are wet. Yeah. Uh, and the the ambulance parked out front. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, why? Right. And then, you know, we find out later. But sure. it starts off like every other, you know, kind of whodunit. Let's just get into it. And he starts telling the story, and that's, that's about it. That's about you, it. Just did you it. find it weird that he didn't shake his hand or anything? I didn't like that? even notice it. I didn't either. catch it until you just read that. Yeah. Really? I yeah. never okay. noticed it. I gotcha. Um, so but, uh, well,. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of us. I right. mean, he does. He obviously knew ahead of time what he was doing, but the confirmation is always the best part. For sure. <laughs> but, For sure. Yeah. Starting back in the summer of 1979, Fenton, Adam, and their dad live right next to Thurman Rose Garden. One night, their dad, Bill Paxton, wakes the boys up and claims he saw an angel who informs them of their special purpose for their family. He was instructed that Judgment Day was drawing close and they must pitch out demons from the world using special weapons that will be presented to them over the next coming weeks. Fenton is apprehensive to his father's message, but upon waking up, Fenton believes that it was all just a dream. Goes about his day as normal until his dad stops him on the way into school and says, Now don't forget to not tell anybody about our conversation the night before. As the father is driving home one day, he sees a ray of sunlight directing him to his first special weapon, Otis the Axe. As time goes on, the axe is followed by a pair of workman gloves and a lead pipe. Kind of a fun fact, Bill Paxton, he wanted the axe to have like its own personality. He named it Otis. Now, there is kind of speculation amongst like fans of the movie that it means that only the innocent survived because O-T-I-S. Gotcha. Bill Paxton says that whenever they were filming the movie, he came across a homeless guy in Pasadena and said, hey, man, can I can I give you some money? And the guy's like, no, no. Uh, so Bill Paxton was like, well, what's your name? The guy said, Otis. I said, okay, can I pay you for the right to use your name? And so nothing special. That's how we got the name wow. Otis on the axe. 
Yeah, that <clears throat> the scene where he's laying in bed and he's he's looking over to his dresser and the he gets father. the blinding light. The, right. It's like a trophy. Yeah, yeah, a trophy, yeah. and it, he gets his his air quotes vision. Right. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm like, so this is where you fell off the deep end. This is where you <laughs> you lost your ever loving mind. Right. right. And from then on, I just thought he was insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was schizophrenia for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like yeah. he was just in, he literally just insane. insane. And yeah. we're going to do some really bad stuff. I don't make my kids participate. In... <laughs> and I, I mean, I think that he believes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. He definitely believes I mean, it. There in was his head. no. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just I'm like, no, Bill, no, <laughs> don't do it, Bill. No. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting because for the first couple minutes of the film, you get like this this good family moments right? where they're just spending time together and I'm like man Phil Paxton's a good dad yeah uh, and that was that was part of my I, I wouldn't call it a problem but I was having a hard time reconciling it's like okay the movie starts out and I'm expecting Bill Paxton to just be this drunk dad of right. some sort just not a good guy mm-hmm. you know neglecting his children and it's the complete opposite I mean, he but, is the doting really, father he wasn't a a terrible father. No, no not at all. He was a great. In I'm my saying, opinion, he was doing even great throughout the entire movie. Well, he really wasn't, unless no. you didn't believe him. Right. Well, it's I still, mean, it's Adam still a was little, living the life. Just sure. still a little harsh to throw him in the cellar for. But that's well, that's for later on. Time. That's for later on. I know. As the father is at work a few weeks later, he's visited by an angel, and this time we get full-on cinematic of, of an angel appearing underneath of a car as he's working. And it's flame and sword. They are ready to go. And he presents him with a list of names that they're supposed to take out. Fenton asked his dad after he sees the list actually has people's names on it. Because the whole time when he's saying that they're going to take out demons, he's thinking, okay, demons. well, see demons. But as soon as he sees that, hey, these are actual people, yeah. dad, what's going on? But his dad reassures him that they aren't human, but demons that God had instructed needed to be destroyed. Fenton continues living his life as normal, as if what his father says is just kind of a bad dream. Like he's not going to follow up like on this. Not There's no this. way he's going through right. with this. My That's, dad's not doing this. Right. Thing. Denial all day. Interesting scene is that Adam comes in one day when they're having dinner and says, Hey, Dad, I've got my own list of people that God gave me. As the dad's looking at it, he sees that one of the names is a school bully. Um, Dad tells Adam that it is a sin to kill somebody that isn't on the list as they were not chosen to be destroyed and instead they'd be committing murder instead. But he also did that in the perfect Bill Paxton voice. <laughs> Come right. on, now those aren't those aren't the real demons. Oh, can can you do that, can't son? Do that? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> You're the one. Uh, late one night, Fenton wakes up to his dad carrying a bag with a woman in it out to their shed. Adult Fenton tells us that God has come for his father. The dad was saying earlier that whenever he laid his hands on these demons, it would reveal all of their sins. Whenever he goes over to the woman, he takes his gloves off, and he immediately puts his hand on Cynthia, and they both start shaking. There's nothing to indicate on whether or not the woman is reacting to him shaking, or if she's shaking along with him. I mean, I've seen the movie before, but I was kind of like, I was kind of looking for these little things here mm-hmm. and there on. Yeah, is, she, is she doing the shaking because she's terrified? Right. Or is he 
receiving a vision. Or is he shaking her? Yeah, or right. is he just grabbing but he her that also, hard? And, when he takes the gloves off and goes towards her, he is nervous to do so. He's terrified. You yeah, can see it in his face. He's, he's terrified. Hesitant. He does not want to touch her. Uh, what's but he does. He has yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Right. As soon as he takes his hands off of her, he's just like, Oh, yeah, you're, you're dead. Done. You're done. <laughs> oh, I'm killing you. Yeah. Immediately following, the dad picks up his axe and strikes the woman. As the screen pulls into Fitton, you're zoomed right in on Fitton's horrified face. Yeah. And I thought that a little bit of foreshadowing was the transition from Fitton's face to a demon dog that was in the cemetery. Mm -hmm. And this transition takes us to them burying this woman's body in the rose garden which is where they were supposed to be burying these people right what we would call that is a creation of a core memory <laughs> yeah watching your dad dismember a nurse with an axe right at age uh 12 ish yeah it's uh, uh, rough it's rough <laughs> <laughs> So as the dad is digging a grave in the rose garden, he tells Fenton not to cry because Fenton's bawling because he just witnessed a murder. Not just a murder, his father, his father murdering murder. someone. And, and this is also pre-internet. Right. So this is something that children have literally never seen before. Exactly. Yeah. So the dad tells Fenton that He's kind of confused. Fenton did not have the vision. And he's hoping, hey, maybe next time. And Fenton has that realization of, this is not over. There's more people on this list that Dad's actually going to carry this out. Fun fact, at this point, when they were doing their initial screenings, 25 people walked out of the screening of this movie. And Bill Paxton didn't know really how to take it because it's like, okay, on one hand, this is good because I'm really hitting them with this tone, and it's scaring the hell out of people. But at the same time, he was kind of worried that... How many people are going to do this? Well, it's genius marketing, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. If, if you were to tell me that 30 people left this movie in the previous screening because they couldn't handle it, I'm like... Yeah, but I don't. Do this. I, I don't think that they advertised that. With no, this. I'm sure no, they didn't. And in, in the future, that happens. Yes. but not with this movie. Right? Yeah, yeah not not in 2001 <laughs> or 2002. Right. Yeah, I, I would definitely like. I'll watch it. Right. Keep me out of here. Come on. <laughs> Bill Paxton was also inspired by Alfred Hitchcock mm -hmm. in the sense that he didn't want to show like a whole bunch of gore because right. whenever he's carrying out these events as the dad. We're not seeing any of it happen. It mm -hmm. is just a. It is not. Yeah, it is not a gory movie. No, not at all. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not even particularly. There is a violent. lot of blood in it, and yeah. that's about it. Right. I mean, dots of yeah. blood. Yeah, <laughs> not much. Everything is implied heavily yeah. on what's going on. That, and in my opinion, that tracks with Bill Paxton pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that would have made the killing better is if he would have said your stewed butt wall. Stewed butt wall. <laughs> Game over, man. <laughs> so back in the present, adult Fenton and the FBI agent take a trip towards the Rose Garden because he's leading him to where his brother's body is buried. Fenton asks why the FBI agent just keeps one picture of his mother. So he keeps coming back to this picture of his mother in the office. Agent Doyle says, well, she was actually murdered a couple days after this picture was taken by some whack job like your father. Back in 1979, <laughs> the boys come home from school, and then they're saying, hey, next got, got person. Got the next, next on the list. Get doing it. 
So they're sitting in this vehicle. They see, you know, Dad's got the 1970s kidnapper creeper van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're sitting in a parking lot, and it's broad daylight. They're yeah. sitting right outside the Piggly Wiggly. H-E-B in Texas. Right. right. <laughs> Fenton's like, Dad, we're not doing this in broad daylight, are you? Right. And God will protect us, son. Said, He'll make people blind to not see them abduct the demons. And he sends Fenton out to lure the next guy. Fenton starts crying underneath this older gentleman's car. I think he's, it's, he's saying there's his dog's yeah, underneath his dog's there. Under his dog's under the car. His dog's under the car. Dad comes up behind him whenever he bends over, takes him out with the, the, pipe. With the pipe. A blood yeah. pipe. The older man is uh, Edward March, is what his character's name is, but he's actually called Vincent Chase in real life. And he is Bill Paxton's longtime acting coach. And Bill Paxton brought him onto the movie to help with the child actors. Oh. So, and then decided to kill him. And then just, I like and that. Decided to take him in. <laughs> Smart. Uh, another fun fact is that Vincent Chase was also Mark Wahlberg's longtime acting coach. Yeah. Enjoyed him so much. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't, know. I don't know if that's a resume. Of you know, course. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. That's, yeah. you know. My teddy bear. <laughs> hit you lightning round <laughs> so uh mark Wahlberg produced a show called entourage and the main character's name is vincent chase yeah i'll be damned so learn something new every day that's of course. true i did not know that again in the shed the father puts his hands on the demon and destroys him right in front of the children later on in the rose garden the dad seems deeply distraught telling fenton that he can't believe he didn't see the sins edward claimed that he was claiming that he was a murderer of small children after his father leaves, the boys argue over whether what their father was doing was right or not. If he was murdering people or destroying demons, like he's saying. And Adam takes the side of his father, saying that he's seeing these visions as well. Fenton is not having it. He's he's not buying it at all. Mm-hmm. The next morning, their dad wakes up Fenton, hearing about the conversation the boys had from Adam. To help Fenton see the visions, he instructs Fenton to dig a hole 10 feet deep and 15 feet wide on both sides and praying while doing so. Fenton begins to dig the hole but refuses to pray or use gloves for the entirety of the six days it takes to finish. They then cover the hole with the shed in the back, turning it into a cellar. What'd you guys think about this? It was harsh. It was harsh. <laughs> I mean, really, throughout the entire movie so far, you're on Fenton's side. Like you are. Yeah. Like you're like, like this guy's a whack job. Yeah. You know, Fenton's like, the only sane one. He's the only His one. His younger gets... brother just wants to be like dad. And that's a, dad that's can a, do yeah, no wrong. That's absolutely right. I you mean, know, he's young enough that he's you know naive, naive, right. and yeah, moldable. Right. Exactly. And Fenton is like, y'all no, are dude, crazy. This is wrong. I'm gonna dig this hole. I'm not praying. Nope. And, you Not know, even, I believe he even says he doesn't believe in God at that point in time. Yeah. I think like it's he, later on in the film. Yeah. But, yeah. He, yeah, he says he doesn't pray. He never prayed once. And his hands are all six blistered days. and... Right. Hamburger meat. Hamburger meat. Of course. Which is probably why it took him six days. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hard to hold the shovel <laughs> no, when there's yeah. no skin on it's your hands. Slippery. Hand. <laughs> we'll sting, but we'll work through it. <laughs> I want to know what they did with all the dirt. That's a great question. got to put it somewhere. Yeah. It took him days, so... Yeah. Days. Put it in the truck. And what do the neighbors think? We dig that hole for. Come over here and find out. Maybe the rose garden. Oh yeah, yeah, it's possible. Uh, so the next day, the father brings home the next demon, instructing Fenton that it's his turn to destroy it in the cellar. Nah, I'm not doing. Fenton decides to run to the sheriff's house. Has a conversation with the sheriff. The sheriff's not believing it, and he's like, 
It's classic, Sheriff. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm taking you home, kid. You right. know. Can't believe you're talking about your old <laughs> Why man. Why would you like ever this? talk about your old man? Yeah, like, come on. What? Of course. Fun fact that was a cast member from Big Love, one of the uh, polygamous groups. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, gotta love that. Yeah. I love me some Big Love. Another, another build packs. That's right. So uh, the sheriff, believing it's all made up, takes Fenton home. And after they discuss the story with his father, the sheriff says they might as well just check out the shed. Might as well. Here. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could go what wrong? What could go wrong? And probably one out. of the scariest lines is when uh, Fenton's father replied, you know what? If it has to be done, it has to be done. Fenton, what do you think? Does it have to be done? No. <laughs> <laughs> So the sheriff goes down in the cellar, doesn't find anything, and it's like Fenton. Well, he found something. No, he didn't find anything. Well, he found something. He he found something as he was walking up. Exactly. So walking back up, he's struck by the dad and killed. The entire time, Bill Paxton is not like he was destroying these demons. He is upset. Visibly. Visibly upset. And while they're burying him in the Rose Garden, the dad's crying, and he's like, Right on cue. You made me do this. If you had faith, this man would still be alive. Yeah, yeah. not demon. His not blood demon. is the, on your the hands. First "Quote unquote" human he had he killed, had ever killed. Yeah. Fenton confronts his dad, saying that he's been murdering people this entire time, and the dad insists that those were demons, and he's dead because you had no faith. Fenton gets upset, and the dad grabs a shovel and goes to hit Fenton, only to be stopped by little Adam. That was. Do you think that if if Adam wasn't there, that he would have done it? Probably. Maybe not killed him, but at least hit him. Yeah. Nah, he wouldn't have killed him. No. I don't think he would have killed him. He wouldn't have killed him. Okay. He, he struggled hard enough with the sheriff. Uh, I think killing his boy would have been. I mean, I have a ten year old, so. I mean, everybody's <laughs> wanted to. Uh, at you, some the, point. the thought crosses your mind. Yeah, right. it's like I would just. Uh, uh, I don't like. But I'm not killed. Just open hand smack. Yeah. Just one good one. Just maybe hit him with the shovel on the butt or something. Yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. But I don't think he could have killed him. That's what Nerf guns were invented exactly. for. Right. right. <laughs> and this is 1979. That wasn't right. happening. <laughs> that's why they still had dodgeball, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And lawn darts. All uh, right. <laughs> So back at the house, Fenton is called into the shed as his dad's cleaning that axe night. Another line, are you afraid? Well, who are you afraid of? Only demons should fear me. And you're not a demon, are you? A little bit of foreshadowing, maybe, right. potentially. Right. Um, he then tells Fenton that the angel told him that Fenton is a demon and needed taking out. But he loved his son and refuses to believe it. So he was going to make him believe. Conversion yeah, therapy. To make him believe. Fenton attempt to believe is locked down into the cellar by his dad. He stays down there until he sees the truth. He's well, the dad tells him he needs to stay down there until he sees the truth and he should pray for a vision. Fenton is locked in the shed for about 5 or 6 days and then the yeah. dad comes over and lets him out and says, "Have you prayed?" To God, Fenton says, there is no God. Dad immediately shuts the cellar lid and starts hammering down again. Fenton's down there for God knows amount of time. And for me, this is the point where Fenton, for the rest of the movie, snapped. Yep. Yeah. 
he is he is no longer the young innocent Fenton that that we see at the beginning of the movie. Right. He was slowly transitioning to this, but this is the oh, ten twelve days in the hole, drinking water through the knot hole. Right. And I don't know if he had food or not. I he don't recall not. I don't Adam pushing through food it through there. It was, it was just, just water. water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might change your mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Not only that, that hole was dug straight out of the ground. Right. So who knows what else is crawling around down Everything, there with him. Right. <laughs> so I, ugh, yeah, I, I cannot imagine. You're sleeping on the stairs at that point. Exactly. Course, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the part where I, I'm like, okay, maybe you're not a great dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a little too far. Not, right. not the murdering no, or killing. No, in fr- it's, no. You know, it's the destroying. locking him in there for... Right. You know, at least seven or eight days. Of course. Easily. Until you figure it out, guys. Well, here, here's the question I'm going to pose to you just real okay. quick. Yeah. You're Bill Paxton, Lee. Thank and you. God comes to you, an angel comes to you. Right, right. And gives you a list. Uh-huh. And you genuinely believe that God came to you. Okay. And when you touch the people, you see what they did, right? Right, right. And your child... Is be, you're told that is a demon. Uh-huh. You wouldn't lock your child in the cellar trying to save their soul if you truly believe that God is talking to you. Me personally, if that if you would if, defy if, if God, this, it, no. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> if God tells me, and I'm certain that it's God, that He's got to go. You so you would, you would forego the seller altogether. Yeah, you just there get rid of it. There wouldn't the story. Yeah. The story wouldn't even and, exist. And Fenton would have we'll just been gone. We'll find out that was for Bill Paxton the best call, right? That he should have made, right? And he didn't, right? They, they even can compare that to Abraham and his son later on in the film. Mm-hmm. He says that they made the wrong. His dad made the wrong choice. So I think that a future character is siding with you on this. So. One. If you're going to come at it that way, then he definitely did it wrong, mm-hmm. and God punishes him accordingly. Right. So, Fenton, uh, finally, his dad comes over, lets him out of the shed. He says that he saw a vision from God, and his dad is just elated. And the next scene is him just eating these TV dinners, and he is stuffing up. It's it's right back to the beginning. Right back like, to the beginning. Like, it's the happy family life. Right. Yeah. We're all on the same page now. With blistered hands. We're all just, you know, family that slays together stays together. I mean, you have to have a motto. Exactly. (laughs) So Fenton is then instructed to destroy the next demon, uh, Brad White. And now, earlier in the film, too, whenever we have adult Fenton and Matthew McConaughey, he even says that Brad White was supposed to be his first demon that he's supposed to destroy and so now we are here to this next demon brad white from texas one of the interesting things that i found was whenever we meet brad white we we know hey this guy's probably not the best dude <laughs> everybody else it was just kind yeah. of like it was oh, it was inner demons this guy is like full-on right yeah he does not look like a nice guy yeah <laughs> right he even says, like, uh, somebody says, I think a girlfriend or something like that says something in the background, and what what did he, like, shut up, bitch, or something, yeah. something crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, all right, all right, Brad. Go Bill Paxton. Right. <laughs> I don't remember Brad White at all. Really? 
So Brad White was the... They, I don't remember they take, the last dude at all. Must have gapped that scene completely. <laughs> so... They say, they tell Brad that, hey, our vehicle broke down. Can you spare us a... Tire iron? Tire iron. Yeah. They ask for a they tire They go up to iron. the house. Say, hey, uh, vehicle broke down. Can you spare a tire iron? We get our uh, shut up bitch. <laughs> and Brad White goes out to what he calls his uh, concussion shed and starts mm-hmm. looking for a tire iron. In the midst of that, Bill Paxton's character sneaking up on them with a lead pipe. Fitton accidentally knocks something over. It alerts Brad. Brad takes that tire iron, smacks Bill Paxton right, you know, right in the stomach, kind of knocks the wind out of him. But Bill Paxton gets the best of him, able to give him that concussion shit. So yep. Fitton is now in. We're in the hole beneath the shed. Fitton has the axe and is Muller Truth. Dad is ready. He is so excited that Fitton's taking out his first demon. Right on. Fenton raised raise the axe and pow. Right in Dad's heart. Right? You messed up, Bill. Yep. God punished you. So should have killed that demon. <laughs> his dad is absolutely ab- upset and has that realization of hey Maybe I was wrong. Now I mean keep in mind throughout this entire movie, you You're you sighting. truly believe that Bill Paxton is is a is schizophrenic. Insane. Like he's yeah. crazy. He's insane. We are I mean, there's no him. proof otherwise yeah. when, right. when, that he is not a crazy person. When Fenton got out of the hole, I knew. It I was, was like, over for Bill Paxton. I was like, you're done, Bill. Yeah. You shouldn't have let him out, Bill. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a liar, you, Bill. He's telling you what you want to hear. Idiot. Watch your back. <laughs> Don't give him the axe because you're going to wear it. Fenton sees his dad crying. He whispers something to little Adam, and Fenton... Doesn't really care. He turns around to help Brad take that duct tape right off his mouth. And Brad screams. And we see little Adam charging at Brad with this axe. And bam. Mm -hmm. That demon's destroyed. Poor guy. hate to see that happen this early in the season. (laughs) (laughs) Blew blew a hammy. Right out. (laughs) Damn it. Torn ACL. You're done. So back in the present, Fenton tells Agent Doyle that they buried their father in the Rose Garden. They arrive at the Rose Garden in the present, and the FBI agent asks, well, tell me about that promise you made to Fenton again, to which his brother, he says, arriving at the Rose Garden, the FBI agent asks, what was the promise that Adam made to you whenever you were talking on the phone again? Flashback again to the young boys, and they're burying the father in the the garden, and Fenton looks down at little Adam and says, whenever you destroy me, I want you to bury me in the Rose Garden. Little Adam says... I, I swear to God that I will bury you here. Right. Flashback to the present, and the FBI agent's a little confused. Says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would Fenton tell Adam that? So it's revealed that he is not Fenton, that this is actually Matthew McGahoney is actually little Adam growing up. So we get the story that the real Fenton actually grew up to be a serial killer and committed murders which took place apart from Adam's destroying demons. And the entire time Fenton is murdering these people, he's leaving these little notes, not for the FBI like they initially thought, but for Adam. Adam waited until Fenton was on his list and destroys him. Uh, Agent Doyle and Adam get into a scuffle. Adam grabs Doyle, and it's revealed that Agent Doyle killed his mother. We get this vision of... Agent Doyle sneaking up behind his mom while she's hanging sheets. 
mm-hmm. and stabs her to death. And then we get this nice little montage of prior demons. Yep. All the ones that we've seen. All the ones that yeah. we've seen. The nurse, the, the old man. The and their man. sins were. Yeah. yeah. Right. Funny enough, this montage of visions that the dad and Adam see whenever the dad touches them. They were actually supposed to go in after the kills took place in the film. But James Cameron sat down with Bill Paxton in an effort to... Good friend to have. Yeah. Yeah. In an effort to try and work around the movie. And James Cameron said, hey, you should move all that to the end because if you put these little scenes in, then we're going to be siding with the dad. Yeah, you're giving it up. Yeah. Right? yeah. The whole time. Way better option, oh, in yeah. my opinion. It, it would have been... Uh, just not I mean, the good. first time I watched it, I was like, "Whoa, all right, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah." Yeah, that twist, yeah, that twist was like, "Oh, so it's real." real. Yeah. Oh. We get two twists in this movie. One of which, this isn't Fenton. This is Adam, which right. I right. think was is if you're if you go into this movie thinking there's a twist, that's pretty obvious, right? But the real twist is that, oh shit, the dad was right the, the entire time. time. Right. And Stupid Fenton. And Fenton became a serial killer. And Fenton became Well, I mean, you killer. can't watch your dad at 12 kill what you think are just regular old human beings. Right. Right. And just be, eh, we'll go out I for mean, the football either, team. You're either going to be a serial killer or a monk. Right. You know, those are your two <laughs> he's options He's not going to be captain of the football team. No, no, no. He, he's not going to. He's not going to be normal by any stretch of the word. (laughs) So uh, Adam kills Agent Doyle, buries him in the Rose Garden. Destroys the demon. And he even says, you are not going to get away with this because I'm an FBI agent. And Adam says, God will protect me. The next day, all the FBI agents at the office, uh, the time Adam came in, can't remember his description. But remember, he came in as Fenton Meeks. The security footage also shows a fuzzy block, and it blocks out Adam's face as he walks through the building. They then search Fenton's house, finding all of the bodies of Fenton's victims in the basement, and a list with Wesley Doyle's name scratched out, and it's the very bottom. Plus all the trophies on the wall that he's collected over his kills throughout the years. It, it was pretty open and shut. Pretty easy to hang it on old Fenton. Yeah. <laughs> One of the uh, one of the FBI agents goes to Thurman Sheriff's office and he finds that Adam is actually the sheriff and does not recognize Adam at all, even though the night before he just met him. Yeah. The FBI agent then shakes Adam's hand, to which Adam tells him that he's a good man. Adam's pregnant wife asked if everything is okay, to which Adam responds that God's will has been done. Again, another little fun fact: there's two kids that kind of go by in front of them and that is actually the two boys from earlier in the movie oh Matthew. nice nice i didn't catch that at i all. didn't either did i good. and it's 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 kind of like a really quick because it fades to black yeah uh, they you didn't mention at towards the beginning of the movie that matthew mcconaughey's character stole the ambulance right from that town with his brother's, brother's body, body in it right right and then drove to the fbi building and that's why it was parked out I mean, front stole yeah he's the yeah. sheriff and they're right. not going to they're they're not going to press charges and the, if and the he, dis- as long as he brings it well back. the dispatcher was his wife right yeah yeah so who's gonna call and exactly because at one point in time they call and the wife answers and yeah. she's like well no it was it was fenton yeah. that caused a ruckus and stole the ambulance right. and blah, blah, blah. we're not gonna press charges we're not though. gonna press charges yeah, yeah. we're fine 
So what did you guys think about, um, did it really solidify for you with the camera? That, that was my moment. That is, when, when I saw the FBI footage and the face blurred out, I was like, okay. So Bill Paxton wasn't full of crap. He actually saw demons. And yeah. that was the moment that I was like, okay. I mean, dang. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, Bill. I didn't mean to doubt you, but I kind of did yeah. for right. about 92 90, minutes. 92 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and you know that last like 15 minutes of the movie... From when we go to Brad White's house, it is breakneck warp speed. speed. We're gonna get this done right sure. now. Like we're running out of film. How do you guys think? You guys ready to rate this? I'm ready whenever you are. Sure. Okay. Well, since since I'll go first. Okay. Um, I give this movie about a C plus. I might bump it up to a B um, after the few more details that I've got. It was kind of ho hum for me, really. It it was a unique story, which I loved. It's something fresh. Um, the acting was average at yeah. best. Uh, excellent twists. The twists were great. Like, the first one you saw coming a little bit. The mm-hmm. second one, just, like, I'm dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're all dumb. Yeah. Uh, Paxton Booth, McConaughey, again, nothing special. Not a bad job, but nothing, nothing remarkable about it. Right. Uh, definitely not McConaughey's best performance. Definitely not Paxton's best performance. Uh, it was a solid performance for Booth, in my opinion. That's yeah, he's always solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had a problem with his right. his stuff. I had a problem with the kids. I thought they were terrible. Really? Yeah. Okay. Especially Adam. The kid just couldn't act. Of course, he's what, like seven, so I wasn't sure. expecting acting chops, but I just think he was that great. The plot very unique and interesting. It's subject matter that I'm usually diving right into. I'm, I'm all about the serial killers and, you know, all crazy stuff and doing stuff for whatever reason. I had to actively not look at my phone. I, I got kind of bored in some parts. Like, I'm just like, I have to pay attention to this. But it just, it wasn't, wasn't keeping me. But again, it's not a bad movie. Uh, just not a great movie. It's something, if it's on, yeah. But if I don't have anything else to do, I'll watch it. Sure. It's at least entertaining enough for that right so i forgot to go over what our our ratings are we actually go on a s being the best film you've ever seen and just to kind of keep s as a special place uh we have the caveat that we can only have 10 s tier movies each each right (laughs) and uh i think for the show too we we might implement that for the show as well um again just because not everything we see is an S, and yeah. some things are pretty dang far from it. So S being the highest, C is, is kind of just your average film. Just something that... Slightly above average for me, just because of the twists, again. Right. And I did enjoy all of, I mean, the main cast. I, I liked them. I generally liked McConaughey's character, mm-hmm. and I liked Bill Paxton's character, even though I thought he was completely insane the entire movie. Right, like how like how does this guy reconcile this in his head that this is correct and you know we find out because yeah. it was right. right. Are you ready to rate it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go B minus. Okay. Um, I think it's a little bit above a C, and I I think it's mostly story driven. Gotcha. I'm with Lee when it comes to acting, but. I think that Matt O'Leary, the little... I think that he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think Adam was terrible. But Matt O'Leary did a great job at, at portraying that horror of seeing a parent do something like that. Right. You know? Um, I think, how do you get Matthew McConaughey in a movie like this? Well, 
it probably took him two days to film it total. Right. There's two scenes. He's right. only in two scenes, you know? Right. Um, so. Three. Well, it's the, the office, the the, the, the rose garden. Oh, yeah, and you're right. And then after, yeah, in front of the sheriff, the car, the car ride as well. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I think it took him no time. That it was like right. a, a probably a favor to Bill Paxton. Right? Can I please, will you please be in this movie? <laughs> well, uh, one of Calvin's uh, points that he gave me today that um, Bill Paxton wanted all actors from Texas yeah, to do this. Sense. Yeah, that also makes but, sense. He, they couldn't afford to shoot in Texas. Matthew McConaughey is Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, I think when it comes to the, the twist of the of the movie, it is a genuinely good twist. Yeah. Of course. Because you really feel like Bill Paxton is insane. Yeah. Right. Like schizophrenic, feel terrible for the kids. Definitely. And at the end of it, you are like, wow. So then the second time watching it through, you're like... Pick up on little things. Yeah. Fitting. Figure it out, bro. <laughs> Figure it out, bro. <laughs> I think it's awesome to rewatching the movie. I kind of touched on it here and there with the FBI agent. Every single time the FBI agent tries to touch Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey finds a way out of it because he's not ready to for see it. his sins. Yeah, he's not ready for it yet. So. But I, well, because he, he probably would actively be. He would visibly be shaken. Well, right? is it also because we don't know? Is is Powers Booth gonna see his sins as well as yeah, Matthew you don't know. is seeing Yeah, it. because yeah, because that's gonna give it away and with other and FBI he can't do agents. and I can't do it here, right? So I got to do it when we're alone. But so yeah, yeah. so B minus for me. I um I recommend it. I I would say it's a great movie. You should watch it, but make sure you watch it all the way through. Exactly. Uh, it's the fact that it's so short and so fast. It makes for like a perfect. Skip three episodes of your favorite TV show tonight right. and watch Frailty. Right. It's, it's worth a watch. Uh, it really is. Of course. So for my review, with its dark subject matter and fast-paced storytelling, Frailty puts you in the hot seat, making you question the rights and wrongs of every situation in it. With its many twists and turns, you'll be grinding your teeth until the credits roll. And while more often than not, child actors can ruin a movie, I agree with you, David, that Matt O'Leary does a great job portraying a child informant. The writing, for me, didn't always hit the mark. We used a lot of the same lines over and over, and I, you know, I feel like we could have... Maybe it was budget-wise, but I feel like we could have done a little bit more. Towards the scene at the end where Dolt Adam goes to take out Fenton, I would have liked a little bit more from that scene just because they haven't seen each other in years. There's a couple things that I can nitpick here and there, but overall, I think that tone of the movie keeps things very eerie and very suspenseful the entire time. And I'm going to give Frailty a B plus. So time for an interesting part of our conversation is uh, what do you think the Movies Would Chill podcast should give Frailty as an overall rating? A B. A B. A B. Yeah. Straight up B. Yeah. I mean, you were B plus. I was, I was, I was C B plus. And you were C plus. So yeah. Plus. I would I'd say, say B. B. Solid B. B. Uh, above that. average movie. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to, again, I'm going to hammer that twist. The In my opinion, probably one of the top five it's, twists. It's very. In uh, movies. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, like a really good episode of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Of course. It is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the podcast. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are available. Uh, make sure it's subscribed for more episodes, and <laughs> we will see you on the next show. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Later. Later. Good evening, and welcome to the postcast. I'm your host, Chill. 
I wanted to thank you for giving this podcast a listen, as we are so happy and fortunate to put this together for you. I did want to apologize for some of the audio being a little quiet, as we're still kind of learning the ins and outs of putting a production like this together. Thank you for understanding. I also wanted to say a little bit about how this podcast came to be, as it's been a dream of mine for quite some time. I've been a fan of films since I was a child, and one of my first memories was seeing Star Wars on the big screen with my dad. Unfortunately, the theater we watched the movie in did tear down the next morning, but the owner wanted to put on a big show with one of his favorite films, and it still to this day is a memory I will never forget. And you see, that's the joy that movies can bring. And regardless of race, religion, or politics, we can all grab a big tub of popcorn and scream, cry, and laugh together while watching a film. Hopefully, with this podcast, we can bond over movies, whether they be good or bad. Speaking of which, I wanted to clarify that our grading scale actually goes from top tier S, followed by A, B, C, D, and F. S is a cinematic masterpiece. C is your average film. And F is a complete failure of a movie. Finally, a couple of corrections for our review. This is Bill Paxton's directorial debut, meaning that it was his first time being a director. His acting debut actually took place in 1975 in a film called Crazy Mama. He played John, although he was barely in the film and is uncredited. Also, our trivia contestants actually got two correct instead of three, which does unfortunately mean that they got a failing grade in the paying attention department. And with that, we wrap up our postcast. If you would like to reach out to us with film recommendations, general inquiries, or just to say hey, you can do so at movieswithchill at gmail.com. Once again, that is movieswithchill, all one word, gmail.com. I really hope you've enjoyed our program, as we've put a lot of work into making it something that we can all enjoy. I also wanted to say thank you. Yes, you, our listener. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to three goofballs who share a passion for movies. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did recording it for you. Thank you, and stay tuned for our next episode.